Hello and welcome to Sprofcast, the English language broker but no podcast that nobody asked for. My name's David. And I'm Fat Sam. Fat Sam, really? I got officially diagnosed as fat. Did you? Yes, I went to the doctor because I'm not going to bore the, the listener with the details <laughs> of, my, of, my, of my medical issues, but he was like, he was like, you're fat now. Um, so I'm uh, <laughs> Mr. Beating Your Fat. <laughs> doctor Beating Your Fat, should <laughs> yeah. be. Um, but yeah, so I need to lose a little bit of weight. I'm oh. at one point something of a BMI's width away from being uh, in prime shape. I don't know <laughs> really? if that's that what you'd, you'd say. If you get if you get one and a bit BMI down, you'll be in prime yeah. shape, will you? I also had an uh, ultrasound today on my ankle. Are you pregnant? Or? I'm not pregnant. I made that joke to the doctor. I'm sure they've heard it a million times. <laughs> Have they heard it from me? <laughs> it's the yes. way you deliver it. <laughs> um, but yeah, how are you, David? I'm all right. I'm sort of looking forward to sort of dreading going to Tabor on Saturday. Yes. Booked everything earlier. We're going to have a little talk about that later. That's going to be a very long day. Yes. Um, other than that, no, fine. Um, we've got all the regular bits plus a couple of new features for this season. Which I don't even know about. No, coming your way. And So if they're shite, we're going to find out on air. Certainly, yeah. Um, and the outro song is going back to check covers of uh, well-known English language songs. That, I mean, a welcome. Re- uh, the fans yeah. have asked for this. Yes. our listeners have asked. They've for demanded, this, so and uh, it means far less singing from me, i.e., no singing from me, yeah. which is a an excellent I'm, turn. I'm of still events. upset in the way that you finished it off. Well, know? that <laughs> well that series is over. We're on to series six. God, listener. God, you'd, <laughs> think, you'd think at this time. By this time, we'd, I don't know, be I don't know, settling down or thinking about starting families or something like that. No, it's red hot second division Czech football content for yet another season. I mean, the reason we're not settling down and having families is because we're still doing this. It's a self-perpetuating oh, that's, thing. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, let's have a listen to, well, us. Uh, discussing what happened in the first three games of the season. What a link. (laughs) After this. We opened the season against uh, apple pie and custard Vlashim. The curtain raiser. Well, I say the curtain raiser. It was the last game of the round because obviously it kicked off with Yitlav on Friday, full mm. card Saturday, Sunday, and then we were annoyingly at five thirty on a on a Monday, Certainly which was were. annoying yeah. to get out of work for. But get out of work we did. Yeah. And were we treated, David, to a feast of football? No. Uh, <laughs> Join us, us after the break. <laughs> as, um, yeah. Us and just over three thousand other people rocked up at Serbska for the Monday early evening five thirty job. Yeah. Um, the starting lineup was sort of half and half. New recruits yeah. Martin Novi and Martin Tommel mm-hmm. joined Lukas Endel and Josef Divišek in a back four. Mm-hmm. Midfield five of Adam Kronus, Texel, David Jambor, Hansemann, Adam Falsek, and Tomasz Smekal, mm-hmm. and uh, Resnicek, uh ploughing his lone beefy butchery furrow up front. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, how did it start? Well, slowly. Slowly. Um, the, yeah, I mean, it was, there was not, not that much happened in the first half, um, from a Zborovka perspective. The problem was that it 
things. It, it, was, it had very much a pre-season friendly it vibe did, from didn't our it? Yeah, it really squad. did. And that's, you know, and that's due to a couple of things. It's due to, to be fair, a lot of, lot of players missing. I think six players missing. Mm. But then you have to ask yourself, you know, how much is like a Pak Lopnik, for example, who is m- missing or listed as missing, yeah. um, is going to really have on the season. He's not going to be starting games. He's not going to be playing 90 minutes. He's not a first choice player. Ali, okay, maybe, but, you know, so it, there wasn't even really that sort of excuse, but it was quite, it was plodding, it was a team that wasn't so familiar with themselves. Absolutely not, no, and as you say, basically nothing happened for the first half. On on 60 minutes, uh, Vlashim's Gambian forward, uh, Ebrima Singhate, on loan from Slavia, uh, opens the scoring, and suddenly, we wake up. Yep. Suddenly, suddenly Zbroka started to get better. Um, <laughs> yeah. After after going a, after going a goal down, if you, um, this if is you going feel, to be a regular theme, yeah, by the way, listener. Also, if you if you feel like you've heard this verse before, listener, you've been listening to Zvorovkast for a long time. So Absolutely. yeah, we plodded our way through the first hour. They score, and suddenly we went, "Oh shit, we're in a football game." And that goal, that that goal had been coming as well. Like, I mean, there was, um, I mean, I don't know how much you would consider them as guilted chances, but there was like significantly more activity in this Borovka box than there was the Vlashing box, particularly in the first half. Mm. There were a couple of, I think, quite smart saves and near misses um, of that um, point. Um, Vlashing's number six, um, John. Jo- John. surname. Yes. Um, I, 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 I don't know his first name. But yeah, John, John the number six, we'll, we'll, we'll call him. Um, I thought he was superb. In the I thought he was really sort of yeah, driving you, things. Even after stuff. the first 10 minutes, you really marked him out, didn't you? You were like, this guy's... He, he was fast as well, so wasn't he? He carried Absolutely the ball 40 driving yards. Driving midfielder, yeah. So, I mean, really nice. Um, and that's not even one of these... Um, he's been with Flasham, I believe, for a couple of seasons now. And he's... Um, you know, not one of these flashy, you know, promising 21-year-olds on loan from someone. He's actually just their sort of squad yeah. leader. And and I thought he was very good indeed. Didn't have to be that good, actually, because <laughs> no. we were just really slow. It was, you know, Fosek got hooked at halftime, I think, as well. He had a particularly poor one. Yeah. Um, but things did get a little bit pacier, a little bit better after they um, took the lead. Yeah, I mean, it still took us 20 more minutes to equalise, but... Resnicek scores from a Roman Potocny assist and then we huff and puff to no avail and it finishes in a 1-1 draw. It's not... It was ropey, but it wasn't... It wasn't the worst opening we could have had. I mean, it was fairly ploddy, but everyone just looked a bit off the pace. Yeah. So we had... You know, we thought, well, you know, maybe when we get up to speed and we get a couple more games under the belt, maybe something will happen. And something did happen, because around 40 hardy souls headed to Andruf last Sunday uh, to watch us win our first yes. game. Uh, second game, and we beat Sigma Olomouc B2-1, which felt good at the time, but having seen Sigma Olomouc B's results recently, particularly yesterday... You mean the one game since, yeah. Yeah, where they lost 6-3, was it, to Yihlava? 6-3, Yihlava. Two two, 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 uh, goals, Yihlava. Yihlava, look, uh, or or whatever they're called now, like FC Visocina. Um, They're good. (laughs) Yeah, they are. It's weird, because honestly, I can't remember Yihlava being good since that one season that we were down, and then they unbelievably fucked up their... um, 
the second half, um, second half of the season, and which um, then led to like a massive fire sale. They basically had to mm-hmm. rebuild completely, didn't they? And they've been te- and they've been basically terrible ever mm. since. Pull, didn't pull up any trees last season, and now they're three wins from three, uh, along with um, I think two other teams, Vishkov and Tabor. Tabor that we're going to, to yep. speak about, um, and again, <laughs> I mean Zbrojovka Brno, um, apparently very confident that we will scoosh this league. I've just decided to start every single game from a goal down. Yeah, uh, we went behind after seven minutes in this one. Uh, Yunisa Muritala, Sigma's uh, Nigerian forward scoring. And we appear to dig in. Uh, Resnicek, of course, equalises after half an hour with Adam Cronus contributing his first assist of the campaign. Ron Potochny put us in the lead after just over an hour and we never looked massively troubled from there on mm-hmm. out. Not a great game was no. what I heard from people that were there. Um, yeah, uh, a couple of people saying Cronus looked yeah. good. I would be inclined to agree with that mm. um, based on the last couple of, uh, well, the last three games. Yeah. Um, of the two pulls and loanies, he seems to be the one who's just sort of dropped fairly happily. And we haven't seen yeah. much of Gashchik yet, yeah. but uh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. The thing about Cronus is that he's built like one of those 80s wrestling figures where you squeeze the legs and they sort of swing around. Yeah. So he's, he's all, was it, did, was it you that said this? It was all neck, no, uh, all, uh, you know, all, uh, all shoulders, no neck. He's perfectly rectangular. He's like a Jenga block stood on his you think end. He's rectangular? I think it looks more like a Dorito. <laughs> like he's got, you know, sort of very wide, at, or um, Klaus Nomi when he was doing those sort of, <laughs> sorts of things, but like a, a hench Klaus Nomi. <laughs> uh, I've, I've written down um, a couple of takeaways from the first two games. Please do. Uh, Resnicek is still unstoppable. I mean, you know, even up front by himself, he's, that's, I mean, we will come to the Dukla game, but spoilers, it's two in three mm-hmm. already for him, despite, yeah, playing up front by himself. The Texel-Potochny midfield axis looks quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texel, clearly a Purkney Liga midfielder. Potochny has been for 10 years. Very competent. Yeah, very competent. Very neat. Tomasz Smekar hasn't turned up. Yeah, I was going to raise that in the Dukla game, but I think I honestly think he's looked v- very poor. Yeah. And my final one uh, is, as mentioned, Adam Cronus is perfectly rectangular. Yeah. This is a... <laughs> uh, yes. Anything else to add from the first two games? No, I we're, think... We're going we're gonna to do... A, a bit of a dig into the Dukla one later. Yeah, so. I think I'll keep my, 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 my hot takes <laughs> okay. from... Uh, because the best thing about doing this podcast today, David, is that that game was yesterday. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, when I left you off the tram and went for a pint with um, Dan, ended up getting stupidly drunk mm. uh, and um, got out of the pub at, I think, about one o'clock in the morning. Woof. I can still remember the game, though. Good. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I, I was just really angry. I just, <laughs> I just came home and watched telly and went to bed. Anyway, let's have some hot or nots, and then we're going to turn our attention to Dukla Prague. It's hot or not o'clock. I'm not singing because we don't need that anymore. I was, I was expecting you to as well. So, yeah, I, I panicked briefly because I didn't have a song and then realised I didn't need one. So that's nice. Uh, one each? One each, yes. Okay, uh, begin. All right, well, I've got two quickies, basically, a hot okay. and a not. And my hot is Marta Cox's free kick goal for Panama against uh, France. Yes. In the Women's World Cup. Woo! Cablamo. Really, really good goal. Yes. 
that's really all I have to say. It's just a very, very <laughs> it's a good very, very goal. Good goal. And you, you'd be, you, I don't know, you'd be hard pressed to see a better free kick taken this season. It's from miles out as yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, not only is you know was that uh, you know pa- that, uh, you know a great goal, but it's Panama's first goal in the World Cup ever. Mm. So. Yes. Fair play to them. Yes. What a what a way to open your account. Yeah. I mean, they still got yeah. beat. Well, yeah, but, but still. And I believe was that not the only goal they scored in the, uh, yes. the thing as well. But what a way to go out uh, to go out on. Yeah. I will give you a not. It's a slightly weird one, but I just needed a way to get this fact in. Sure. My not is uh, Gianluigi Buffon retiring. Yes. The age of forty-five, which is incredible. Fair play to him. Yeah. Uh, the reason that it's a not is because I stumbled across this remarkable statistic. This coming season will be the first season since 1930 that won't feature one of Stanley Matthews, Peter Shilton, or Gianluigi Buffon. That's mad. Those three players can take us back seamlessly to 1930. That makes a lot of sense, though. Because... Incredible, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, him. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm assuming Matthews as well, but definitely Shilton and uh, and Buffon are have, I believe, something like over one thousand one hundred appearances. Yeah, it's th- a very small group of people that are, are in that club. Yeah, I think Buffon was something like something like six hundred and forty seven or something like that upon retirement. It was a it was a large. I think it's, I think it's more. Yeah. I actually think it's more. Um, um, yeah, but but yeah, either way, and. Um, yeah, it was just that, really, basically. It is a sort of the end of an era in some ways as well, because Gianluigi Buffon has just always, always been there. Yeah. Hasn't he? I mean, started in 1995, you know? Well, if he, you know, and, and now he can go down the, yeah. the, the Peter Shilton route of yeah. conspiracy theories on Twitter. You go over 1,100 professional career appearances. Oh, right. Because... He's got ah, it was it was like something Serie A appearances. I yeah, think. so his yeah. senior sort of career like league is seven hundred and fifty four. Right, he's capped one hundred and seventy six times for Italy. <laughs> right, um, and he's got obviously a handful of things like under twenty ones and stuff like that. There'll be cup. There'll be yeah. all these other things as well. And uh, Peter Shilton, because it's just up here as well, has an equally impressive record of one thousand and five league appearances. From 1966 to 1997, yeah, 125 caps for England. Bloody hell! And now he's just you know he's he, he's not well, is he? In mentally, Peter Shilton, a man so utterly broken by a cocaine taking <laughs> miniature Argentine. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, there, there is we he go. Not like, is he not like an advert? He's in an advert for like mattresses or something like that these days. Something like I have that. no idea. Peter. Well, either way, Peter Shilton, here's to you. Uh, right. <laughs> Give um, him a big hand. <laughs> uh, have you got a something else? Yeah, I mean, I was going to go very obvious with the knot and go Jordan Henderson's move to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But I thought that was a bit dull. So I'm going to go for Hibs fans that spent £500 travelling to Andorra. That's a hot, surely. I mean, That's very it's for funny. me, yes. But I mean, probably not for them. So to see um, your, you know... Okay, so Hibs finished fifth in the Scottish League um, last season because Celtic won the Cup, got into the um, Conference League and had, you know, one would suggest quite an easy tie to get them um, going. Namely, that they were playing a team from Andorra 
um, and a team that I don't think were particularly good in Andorra, Inter Escaladis. So um, went there, lost, of course, lost 2-1. Shouldn't really be 2-1. It should have been 2-0. They got a 96th uh, minute uh, mm. sort of saver. I fully expect them tonight. They're playing tonight, Thursday, um, was it 3rd of August? Yeah. yeah. Um, I fully expect them to win 5-0. But to see them get bodied by a team of semi-pros, like plumbers, teachers, and yep. it's Andorra, so I'm guessing, you know, investors. Um, <laughs> getting booed off the pitch, people shouting, I paid £500 to be here! And watching the game, and just in the background, there's just like a field of cows. <laughs> Unbelievable uh, entertainment. It's like, great stuff. What a club. Yeah. So, I mean... We need the coefficient points. I do kind of want Hibs to win today. But you don't go, oh, we've drawn a team from Andorra. Tricky place to go yeah. to. Potential banana skin up in the mountains. Deary me. I've got a hot. It is yes. also Scottish football related. Oh, boys. It is Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers. Wraith Ravers. Wraith Ravers, yes. And their new away kit. I have not seen Wraith's in your way. Now, yet. this is a really nice story. I'll tell you it before uh-huh. you look it up. Because yes. this is this is very cool. The new away kit commemorate it was it was um, a fan design uh-huh. uh, away kit. And it commemorates their 1923 tour of the Canary Islands. Okay. Where they were to play six games. However, their boat was shipwrecked en route to the Canaries on the north coast of Spain. Uh, no significant injuries reported, and they managed to continue and complete their tour. Two of the sides they faced would eventually combine to form UD Las Palmas. Okay. And the Wraith Rovers shirt now is in the yellow and blue of Las Palmas with a map of the Canaries and the dates of the tour incorporated into the design. It's proven so popular that they've already sold more than 30 shirts to Las Palmas fans. The Las Palmas club shop has asked to stock the Rovers jersey in their fan shop and there are plans for a friendly game between the two sides next summer, all arising from this fan design shirt. That's crazy. It's uh, good, isn't it? Segunda now, Las Palmas, or are they? Don't know. Okay, but it uh, was it was just a nice story. I thought it was mean, really cool. I really, uh, I really enjoyed it when you said they sold over thirty shirts, and I thought, man, Kirkcaldy's not that small. But uh, <laughs> um, that is that's good. I'm just going to very quickly look that up. Um, look this up um, now. Because it's one of these ones where either the way you describe it to me means it'll be a belter or it'll look awful. No, it's really subtle. The island and the dates are only kind of like around the bottom where the where the side sort of stitching oh, goes up. Like it's, yeah, it's a very subtle little thing. But it's yeah, it's, it's this. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So they're um. Yeah. Looks like, like a, looks like, like a, oh, I here. see. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a Ukraine shirt. It does a little bit, yeah. It's Joma. Mm. Joma, or sorry, Yoma, um, are actually quite good at um, doing kits these days. Yeah. Anyway, that was that. That's a nice, yeah. that, that's a good one. That's a, a Scottish football good. one that I did not know. So congratulations Excellent. to you. Right, let's uh, go back to reality and talk about yesterday's game against Dukla Praha. Right, so at a slightly better time of 6 o'clock instead of 5.30, means you could get out of the office and go, uh, we uh, took on um, what 
is really a reasonably big game for the start of the season. Mm. Broyovka, um, I, I think, obviously coming into the season as red-hot favourites to um, go straight back up and, and to win the title. But after having a, a really good uh, end to their uh, campaign last time out, uh, Dukla Prague found themselves in... Uh, the second uh, in the odds, I believe, it's something like uh, five to one. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was quite a big game, um, especially because knowing Zbrojovka, we will not get a result when we go into Prague to play the Absolutely away not, leg. Yeah. So you go in there, it was a little bit of a buzz about the place, a little bit of enthusiasm, and frankly, David, I wasn't that impressed. No, it was really, really quite poor indeed. The first half hour we had possession and we played some neat stuff. But neat stuff is not enough when you concede basically Dukla's first attempt on goal. Yes. Uh, Japan Shebrle, uh, the scorer. And neat stuff is not enough when you do not manage a single shot on goal for the entire game. Or on target, I should say. For the whole game. Is that right? Is yep. Not a single shot on target. That. It's a weird one because I... Coming out of the first half, I wasn't that dispirited. I thought Zborovka were clearly the better team in the first half. We're sort of we were until to we conceded. Chances. Yeah, and or, then we conceded. But there again, were were we the better team just because we managed to retain possession? We didn't do anything with the possession. We spent half the time in the third. That would be mm. my argument there, and we were. Did sort of we? We spent a around. lot of time in their half, but once we got to the final third. No. The final ball was fucking appalling. The decision-making was ropey. I, I, I don't think the final ball was that terrible. The problem was, in my view, is that we've gone back to uh, Zbrojovka of old where people do not take on shots. Or they take responsibility of any sort thread it. in this case. And getting, you know, just trying to thread it gets us two goals a season, maybe? Taking just a fucking shot on against a team in the second tier should really be a very obvious way forward. And, you know, if we are going to sort of back to the, sort of the history of Zbrojovka, the, um, you know, losing a, losing a goal quite late into the, you know, into the first half and then doing absolutely nothing of note in the second half feels very much like the reason that we're down in this division in the first yeah. place. Um, I mean, there were, there were a couple of, couple of specks of light. Endel was pretty good getting in the yeah. way of things. And he seems to be taking responsibility for playing the ball out from the back. Dan Murphy, who you went drinking yes. with after the game, is a big fan of Endel. Mm -hmm. He counted at least six raking balls from the back that found their target in midfield. So he looked up to speed and he looked yeah. decent. Um, Ali was brought on at half-time to a massive cheer from the crowd. That, yeah. was, that was nice. He looks quick, as expected, but not mm -hmm. sharp. Also, as expected, because he's been injured all summer. Yeah, and it's a, it's a quick return from Belgium where he was absolutely going to, according <laughs> yeah. to his agent. Well, he's you know he didn't do himself. A lot of, well, I tell you, he's a he's a brave man for wandering around Beno in a Banik Ostrava t-shirt over summer. <laughs> did you not see that? I did not see. Yes, that. he was. Somebody took a photo of him because there's um, another Nigerian guy who plays for Banik. Okay, and I think he's like. They've either sort of become mates or, like, after the game, they sort of chatted or whatever. A Tijani, and, maybe? Yes, uh -huh. yeah. 
And he basically gave him a Bannock shirt and somebody took a photo of Ali wandering around Bono in a Bannock jersey, like, on his phone. It's like, there's a brave man right there. Bless him. Dear me. Bless him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rumours that, that he's in some sort of debt. Yeah. As well. Yeah, I don't know what's going club. on there, but yeah, he, yeah, I mean... Murky stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you know, once he's back up to speed, he's going to be a, you know, a useful... He's going to be a useful... A useful he's going to be and useful, they, yeah. They've also moved him from shirt number 17 to shirt number 10, which I'm not pleased about. 17 is a winger's number. 10 is not a winger's number. For it's me. A, yeah, I know you're a stickler to I am a these, stickler, yeah. uh, these sorts of things. Yeah, like, it was such a... Because he came in... He came on at halftime along with uh, Dennis Granechny. Um, yeah, Dennis replacing Smekal, who'd done nothing. Smekal's done nothing. Um, I just... I don't know if it's a confidence. I don't know if it's one of these... Um, Here's a reason why Smekal is down in the FNL because he's you know past it now, um, but it, it was I mean I understand why you would bring them on. I wasn't convinced at the time the game needed pace. I was convinced more that, the, that there was a certain sort of control needed to try and get into positions where we actually try and test the keeper. Um, doesn't matter what I think because neither things happened really in <laughs> yeah. the uh, in the second half. I mean, the only things that I would maybe note um, is I still haven't really seen Joseph Divisek do fucking anything. Yeah, um, he started all three games so far. Yeah, and, and I, you know, this was a player that I was quite happy to not play for the club again and to get released in the summer. And I thought he was, but I think they maybe had a change of heart and kept him. I think when it when things settle down. The back four will eventually be uh, Grenechny, Shural, Endel, Kozeluch. You reckon? I think so. Yeah. I don't know if we'd play Grenechny at the back again, though. That's the the thing. You think with this five man midfield, we need somebody wide or just an th- option either at sort of full back or? I just don't know. Wide I, just, midfield. I don't see him starting. That's the that's really? the thing. Okay. Even uh, and that's a shame because I think actually times that he has started he's all right i mean he's he's perfect for this level i, I like i like how he has a go like he'll do it, it'll be a daft shot it'll be like 35 yards out what are you just he's like a, he's, a daft lad. You, he's a daft yeah. lad isn't he why didn't you do that yeah you love but, a daft lad <laughs> but stuff like at least he gives it a go because sometimes it works you know like that goal against bohemians which was cruelly cruelly chalked off yeah what a hit that was but he he uh he just gives me massive Stepanovsky vibes. <laughs> that's not bad. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, Coach Stepanovsky to yeah, you, of course. Yes, this 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 sort of five year spans uh, Petr Stepanovsky. Cause he's, yeah, because he's now coaching the under eighteens, I think, isn't he? Is he? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yes, that's assistant, right. Yeah, uh, assistant uh, coach of the under eighteens. Yeah, training um, them to just. Go for the kneecap. Hit, hit thunder bastards and yeah, yeah go <laughs> knee high. Like, I mean, it's amazing how, you know, he has none of the finesse of Paul Scholes, but all the tackling of him. <laughs> but um, no, what I was going to say was the, other, the thing that I really had of note in this game was, well, first of all, we were reunited, of course, with the one Mr. Mikhail Skoda, mm. um, who I was convinced was going to score when he came on. But also, uh, I think a certain uh, fair play has to be said to Dukla, who I thought were pretty resolute in the end. They were good, um, actually, yeah. They um, didn't have much chances, but got a lead and then just sort of boxed themselves in. Mm. Got second on a break on a very Zbrojovka sort of goal to concede, sort of passing it square across face of the goal and gets tapped in, if I recall. Yeah, because we had just had a like a really good chance. Ali had had a shot which he sort of flashed just over the bar, it, didn't he, or something? Yeah, and then we just we just switched off for yeah. forty five seconds and bam, two nil. Uh, Lukas Matjeka. 
yeah, from like two yards, yeah. as you say, you know, across the face of the goal. Martin Novi just looks at it. <laughs> I swear, I swear, every goal we concede, I've seen ten of before, <laughs> like that we've that we've, that we've conceded by. But I mean, this is the thing. I mean, the uh, the reaction to this has obviously not been good. No, I wouldn't expect it to be good. And actually, if it was good. That's probably a problem in itself. Mm. But it is the third game of the season, and we are notorious slow starters. We are, yeah. Um, uh, you know, if we think about, um, you know, a couple of seasons ago where we actually, you know, uh, went up, we went up on the technicality, we didn't have to do the playoff. But I think that we were something like eighth after five or six games yeah. before um, uh, What's-His-Face got the chop after that terrible, also Dukla game. And... Uh, you know, we, we kicked on and we were fine. That was yeah. when uh, we brought in your man from Lichen, uh, uh, Mahalik. Yeah. Um, so it, we've got we've got form for this. You know, they can't all be bangers. Um, but, you know, what does this leave us? Like four points, seventh or something like that? We're five points off the top. There is... Yeah, yeah. As you said, there are, there are three teams with uh, perfect records. And the ones with perfect records, I don't expect to be staying around there, maybe except no. for Vishkov. Yeah. As we mentioned, one of the uh, one of the bright sparks from the opening three games was the uh, Paul Zanoloni, um Adam Kronos, yes. and that uh, brings us up to a possibly very short lived section. Uh, would you like to play a small game that I have invented? <laughs> yes, it's called right. Please, is it called Cronus or Nonus? It's called Could they phone us with Adam Cronus? Fucking hell. <laughs> Ah, right. Is that actually what it's called? Yep. Is there is there a music that's gonna come in like da da na 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 or something? Hold on. Oh there we go. Okay, yeah, there you go. Right. Um as we know, uh, Adam Cronus is also the Greek personification of time. <laughs> so <laughs> I did know that, yes. Yes. So, I'm going to give you three people from history and you are going to have to say whether they could have phoned us. <laughs> this is worse than my Power League one. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go. Okay, so basically, you were born in 1988? I was born in 1988, Right, yes. I was, I'm older than you, so basically, um, it's just on you. Basically, does this person's life cross over with yours? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not yeah. like I thought it was like the time of the telephone. I was like, hope it's no, 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 Alexander no. Graham Bell. <laughs> no, no, no. Basically, does their life cross over with you? So, have they known you? Could they have phoned you? Okay, good. All right. Right. Uh, right. Uh, personage number one, former Prime Minister Sir Alec Douglas Hume. Oh, could okay. he have phoned you with Adam Cronew? Um, he was Prime Minister um, in the 20s, 30s, was he? Um, I'm going to say that he could not phone me. I'm banking on him dying in the 60s or 70s. You've got your time periods completely wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, he was just before Wilson, I think. Oh, okay. So he probably could have phoned me. And yes, he could have phoned me. Wow. He died in 1995 yeah. at the age of 92. He was a Tory, was he? Uh, yes, I think so, yeah. Too soon. <coughs> anyway. Um... Uh, right. Could Ella Fitzgerald phone us with Adam Cronus? Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald. No, she was nowhere near alive. Or, or am I thinking of Billie Holiday? Uh-oh. 
Ah, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, it's good this, isn't it? People are going to say I'm a racist as well because I confused it with another uh, black woman. Um, no. You're saying Ella Fitzgerald could not have found you? No. She absolutely could have. She died in 1996. <sighs> I'm going to go 0 for 3 here. At the age of 79. Uh, finally, film director Alfred Hitchcock. Well, it's been wrong so far. One of them, you would think, in the balance of probability, is going to be a no. So I'm going to say that Alfred Hitchcock could not have phoned me. But could he have appeared in a clever cameo at some point? <laughs> uh, you're saying no? I'm saying no. Bang on, he died 1980 at the age of 80. 1980 at the age of 80? Yeah. There we go. So that was Could They Phone Us with Adam Cronus. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's <laughs> um, this is... I mean, I, I feel it's going to come back. I already have a feeling that this one is going to come back I'm, at least once. I'm also working on other things that just rhyme with other people in the squad. Oh, that's... Uh, I don't know, like, you know, f- you know, famous Sallies with Musa Ali. Or so, I, I don't know. Famous Sallies. <laughs> I, I, I don't fucking know. Famous Sallies with the... Well, there's Sally Gunnell. There's Sally... Sally Webster. Sally, we- Sally Webster. <laughs> Good. Aunt Sally. Um, Sally Forth. <laughs> I, I, don't really, I don't really know my Sal. Those uh, are all the Sallies. They're the three questions. But you take Sal's as well, like Salvatore's. Sally Darley. Good, yeah. <laughs> I would not take that, no. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was that. Um, after this break, we're going to have an actually genuinely new section, which is called A Potted History Of. So, strap in for that. Then, seeing as we've been to pretty much all the places in the first and second leagues now, and we have been looking at kind of the history of the town or whatever, I thought I would now do a sort of potted history of uh, the clubs themselves, because that's something we've really missed out on. Good. Yeah. It was going to be for each away game, but Sigma Olimons B are not really after doing the potted history then. So I decided Dukla was going to be the obvious one. Good. It's a little bit tricky because the original Dukla, founded in 1948, are no more. Yes. Uh, can you remember what they became? Yes. So I believe that they moved to Pribram. Yes. Yeah. In 1996 to become Dukla Pribram. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet another thing that they managed yeah. to buy and steal. Anyway, uh, they were founded... This is the um, original Dukla, uh, as I say, 1948, as Armadni. Tjelovichovny uh, Club Praha, the Army Physical Education Club Catchy. of Prague. Yep, and they won the first of eleven Czechoslovak titles in 1953, yeah. becoming Dukla in 1956. Why did they choose the name Dukla? There's a history question for you. That's a good one because I um only the only thing I can tell you there is that I know that Dukla is a name that is connected to the ar- the army here which is why you have several Duklas like you have Dukla Yihlav and the hockey for example yes exactly but yeah. I couldn't tell you properly for why it was a battle in the second world war the battle of the Dukla Pass okay which was on the border of Slovakia and Poland on the eastern front ah which uh which was lost but eventually I think 
paved way for a victory for like sort of Ukrainian uh, sort of patriot soldiers against the Nazis. Yeah. So there's a there are there are huge um, there are huge sort of uh, statues and plaques at the at, you know oh. where it is. There's like tanks uh-huh. and there's like a wall of all the people who fell there. So yeah, it was a big it was a big sort of like patriotic victory for Czechoslovakia and. Poland. That's fascinating. That it's it's very like, you know, th- there's a form for this as well because it's it's like why uh, ever you know, so many teams in England have um you know have a cop because of the Battle of the Spion Cop. Spion Cop. Uh, yeah. So it feels very much like that. Mm. Yeah. 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 Very much the same thing. Uh, <clears throat> they uh, um, Dukla won the first ever Czechoslovak double in 1961 as the Czechoslovak Cup was introduced. And Dukla won both the title and the cup, defeating Zilina in the final. And in 1962, they supplied seven players to the Czechoslovak yeah. World Cup squad who made it to the final. They lost 3-1, but uh, Dukla's Josef Masopust, who scored their goal in the final, won the Ballon d'Or in 1962, so that was nice. A real, real legendary figure in Czech Absolutely, football, Masopust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dukla also won the American Challenge Cup. Which I had never heard of before this. Okay. Did If it's the American Challenge Cup, does that mean they had the penalty shootout from the halfway line? They did not. <laughs> However, in its early iteration, Kilmarnock made it to a final. <laughs> so, there you go. Truly anything was possible. <laughs> it really was. It, yeah, it was something I'd never heard of. But it, it, it was basically a kind of US-based sort of club World Cup. Yeah. Uh, it only ran from 1960 to 1965, but Dukla won the first when it was a kind of a league format uh-huh. and then it turned into a sort of a round robin tournament and they beat um america like the rio based yeah. version um in the first like proper finals and they beat west ham in the second proper final and yeah. then they beat zagrebi sosnowiec of poland in their third proper final and in their fourth proper final they played and they lost and they lost to uh polonia bitom and when Polonia beat on win anything, they decided to cancel the competition. So in 1965, that was the last version. I mean, you know, they make jokes about, you know, Americans being lazy, but they couldn't, they couldn't imagine their own football teams. No, it was a, it was a really, it's a, it's a really convoluted thing to read about. It took me about half an hour to write that paragraph because I couldn't get my head around what the whole thing was. It was basically, um, FIFA didn't like the USA doing soccer ball uh-huh. and the USA didn't like FIFA very much. Yeah, sure. So I... basically anyone who played in a kind of nascent US soccer league would be banned from playing in any other country because the US uh, refused to go under FIFA rules. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they got a load of um, kind of off-duty in the summer European teams over Mm-hmm. And said, hey, let's have a league that's not bound by anything and yeah. there'll be a winner. That makes... That does sort of make sense. Yeah, and it, and they did. And that's what it is. It's a weird one, though. I feel it's one of these ones where you, you don't actually want to know the backstory. You just want to leave it hanging there that they won the American Challenge Cup. 
Um, I don't know if you saw like a couple of months ago, there's a really good Guardian article actually about how Motherwell won the Copa del Rey in 1927. What? <laughs> and you just leave it like that. Yeah. Because actually, you know, they had a thing and it was a, there was an invite, you know, sort of thing and stuff mm. like that. Don't want to know about that. Just want to know that Motherwell won <laughs> yeah. Copa del Rey. So yeah. very much like that. But that's fascinating. Yeah. I, it was absolutely bizarre. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out more about that because I, just, just the list of teams in that yeah. competition is bananas. It's amazing. Anyway... The club won three more titles in the 1980s, but by the time the mid-90s arrived, everything had gone sort of to pot, and they merged with uh, the wonderfully named, at, at the time, FC Portal Prebram. Sorry, Portal Prebram. And after Dukla Prebram became Prvni FK, FK Prebram, in 2001, FK Dukla Davitsa took over the Dukla uh-huh. Prague name, yeah but was denied legal succession, so they can't claim any of the past glories. Those are sort of gone and in a museum now. But they did begin playing at Uliska, and that's the Dukla Prague that exists today, and to whom we lost 2-0 and will probably lose 2-0 in Prague later this season. Yeah. So that's a potted history of Dukla Prague. That's pretty good. There we go. That's not bad. I I don't know about you, but I was quite surprised that there were about five away fans there, because I just, because of that, obviously, that history... They are of being basically a sort of a new club. Yeah, um, they get Dukla. very few fans even they, at home. Don't they, they don't. Yeah, they don't really get anyone. There's, I think, there's a couple of old lads that go in there and some sort of faded glory sort of thing. But there's not many of them. Yeah. Than that that hill's a pain in the arse as well. <laughs> it's a hell of a hill. Anyway, let's talk about Tabor. Right, you're going to Tabor at the weekend. Yes, for better or worse. Probably worse. Hopefully it's going to be better. Mm. Um, I have not seen anything that justifies me giving up a day to go to uh, to Tabor. It's a very nice town. Um, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, I have plans far later in the evening to watch uh, to watch SummerSlam. I don't know what that is. The wrestling. Right. Okay. So, uh, and that's going to start at like three o'clock in the morning. It's going to be so. a very football-y weekend, actually, because uh, I'm planning to watch um, Coventry City take it to uh, Leicester on Sunday. On a Sunday. Sunday lunchtime, yeah. Oh, okay. That'll be, that's an interesting first game, isn't it? That's a derby, yeah. right? If you're out and about and fancy watching a Midlands derby, then, yeah. Anyway, Tabor. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, Tabor. So um, if you'd asked me, at the st- you know, which of the teams would be three from three after uh, game three, uh, I don't think Tabor really would be high on my list. Um, they they had a reasonably good season uh, last time out. I'm saying this as if I paid any attention to the league last season. <laughs> I didn't. Um, they won more than they lost. Um, seventh place overall in the league. And... So considering that they spent a season, I think three seasons ago in the Chet FL, they got relegated and mm. bounced straight back up. They've actually improved their standing each year since. I Good. think it was 11th, 8th and 7th. Um, and that's certainly decent um, progress. Um, like Not the hardest start to a campaign I've ever seen. Um, you know, they've played, you know, uh, Kromia Zizh, who are newly promoted from yeah. the MSFL, Sparta B, that were flirting with relegation. They were, yeah. um, At, you know, some stages um, last season, and perennial mid-table side, Hrugim. Um, But I guess you can only beat what's uh, in front of you, um, after all. Um, 
What is fascinating is Serbian midfielder Boyan Djordjic. Oh, that guy. He's flown out of the traps, man. Yes. So, four goals in the first three matches. Not bad. Second uh, season with the team, joining in January from um, uh, Varnsdorf. He is the most FNL player he goes I around. have ever seen. He goes He's, around. Like, he just, he does a job. He, he is the most FNL player I've ever seen in my life. He's incredible. Like, he's just, yeah, he, yeah, he sort of bounces from team to team and does a really good job wherever he goes. Yeah. I was going to see if I could very quickly look up what his other ones, uh, her, his other um, things were. However, there was also Boyan Djordjic, who's a former Swedish professional footballer who played, played for Manchester a... United. Yes, so yeah. I'm... Uh, a very different Boyan Djordjic, this Indeed, one. this one has not been capped 28 times for Sweden under 17. So, no. um, yeah, so he's doing well, um, but yeah, he is very much, he's been kicking around in this league for um, for some time. Um he bagged 11 last season as well across both clubs, which is not bad for having missed nine matches with injury yeah, and suspension. Good, yeah. So um, so they are, um, you know, the, I'd say the, so the, the partial to a 4-2-3-1 as uh, are our, our, our friends from um, Taborsko with uh, Jakub Shashinka up top. He is the older brother of Banik and Slovatsko player Ondra uh, oh, okay. Sashinka. Um, so he joined the team again, start of 2023. Um he was also at Bannock for some time, but he's had a couple of interesting ones. He, he's come back to the Czech Republic after being uh, released by Al Died from <laughs> um, U, the UAE second mm-hmm. tier. Um, Al Died is sounding like you've just given friends some bad news of the passing of someone. But um, yeah, um, he also um, he was also apparently at AEP Kozani, who I've never heard of. No, nope. um, turns out that's because they bounce around the lower leagues of Greek football. I think they're in the fourth tier now or <sighs> something like this. Um, uh, I mean, this is, uh, and to be honest, the Crudium one as well is a bit short because I don't think that there's actually been many interesting signings there. It's been players mostly around the the FNL. Seems like they're quite set on um, much of the squad from, from last season. If you're improving your place every year and you don't have people coming in for your players, yeah, why, why would you, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you rip it up? It just... Like lots of lots of kind of mid table FNL teams just seem that consolidation is the order of the day and you know getting your house in order. Yeah, I mean it's keeping in mind as well, and obviously we don't have the the statistics to hand because I don't I don't even know where you would get them. But I mean I would be working on the assumption that a team like Taborsko is going to have one of the lower budgets in this league anyway, so you're not exactly going to to go out and. Uh, you know, be signing players that are going to be asking for a oh, couple of hundred k a yeah. month. You know, small town, tiny ground. This is a, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's probably a difficult place to persuade people to come because you would think they would live in Prague and paying them enough to live in Prague yeah. is probably a problem. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a small but committed support. You might say. I mean, I'm not entire. I've not seen the stats, but I don't think they get much more than a. And a few hundred to yeah. um, to games, um, but of course you've been before, and mm. we had a curtain raiser there a couple of seasons back, where we made very very hard work of a very one 0 victory work, yes. there. Yeah, um, the things I remember were it being a very nice town with a very nice little square, um, a couple of craft beer pubs. We had some nice lunch, 
and the beer at the stadium was ice cold Bernard 12. Yeah, that's was, not bad. Yeah, it was lovely. Some advantages yeah. there. So you and Ben again, is it? Uh, me, Ben and Fraser. Oh, okay, perfect. Yep. So you'll you'll have a good time. We will. And yeah. I'll be in my bed. That's that's fine. It kicks off at five, though, so I don't know why I'd be in my bed then, but... <laughs> you see, you know, rough Saturday, aren't I? Rough Saturday to ship <laughs> me as a dog. <laughs> right. So there you go. There's, uh, there's uh, Tabor. Just for the fun of it, David, give me a prediction. 1-1. One, one. That was going to be my prediction. It can be your prediction as well. I'm going to go for a 3-0 Borovka Brno win just to add a bit of positivity. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It could happen. Mm. Anyway, talking about ice cold beers, beer of the podcast. Beer of the podcast. <sighs> Struggling to breathe there at the end. Yeah. There, it was a. Uh, um, well, that, that'll be that you know extra BMI. That, that, that's <laughs> fat Sam. Um, <laughs> so it was Fat Sam's choose uh, choose choice of. <laughs> In hell. So, yeah, it was Sam's. Let me start that again. It was my choice of beer um, <laughs> this time. And David, have you ever bought something and then just sort of regretted it? Oh, many times. Just, you know, within like two minutes. Yeah. That's my beer of the podcast. Okay. So I saw something that caught my eye in the nice beer shop on Viverri and I thought this will be quite nice. Okay. And then I put it in my bag and I thought, I bet it's not that nice. Right. So, first mistake is that I just saw this here. It's got, a, it's got a lovely lady with a sort of a, almost like a B-52 haircut. Yeah. Um, um, shaped as a raspberry, and it's a raspberry porter. It's a very cool label. And it's cool. Volfas Engelmann. And I was like, I've never heard of that uh, Czech brewery. Definitely didn't, because it turns out that this is from Lithuania. Right. Um, so, um, I also regretted it as well, because I, I thought it was surprisingly cheap. Right. It was about 35 crowns, and I, it didn't have the price on it. It was just on in the fridge, and I thought okay. I'll give that a go, thinking it would be about ninety crowns for a for a can, sure. yeah. and then go and sort of reassuringly, you know, you know, expensive in that sort of sense. Yeah. Of thing. But it's like thirty five crowns. Thirty five crowns, and the third reason. Seven point five percent. Seven point five percent. Raspberry porter. So yeah. I have poured basically half a can between the two of us. Frankly, in case it sucks. Yeah. It now. I mean, all, all these three things do not point to enjoyment, but, you know, we've been wrong before. Yes, absolutely. Um, it uh, uh, it, they're from Kaunas. Um, Good. It might um, surprise you all to know, listener, that I do not speak nor read Lithuanian, so I can't tell you any more about Volfas Engelmann. Bizarrely, it's got a... It, it, it's just like a stamp, and it's got beer mail at the bottom of it. it Which is meaningless. Yeah, so that to me, hmm. Well, let's. Uh, However, let's see. Ten percent of it is raspberry puree. It apparently. does smell like raspberry. It really does. It does. It's smell very, raspberry. very fruity smell. Because I was worried because it looks, it it's almost brown yeah. in color. It looks a bit sludgy. Yeah. It's got bits in it, but we will see. And and I'm pleased it smells like fruit because it. Yeah, it looks a little bit like something that would 
pour into a British waterway at this point. It does look a bit like, you know, like, a, looks like you know when Michael Moore did that film in Flint and yeah. no one can drink any of the water. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit like that. Well, I mean, here's anyway. to Lithuania. I don't know what Cheers is in Lithuanian, so I don't know. Cheers is. <laughs> It's all right, that. You reckon? It's okay. It's weird that it's fruit first and then quite a lot of stout flavour yeah. on the back. I'm not. I'm not raving. I'm not raving. Better on the second go. But uh, I mean, you're welcome to that if you want. I think I'm just going to be drinking my my normal beer. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's a slight hint of coffee afterwards, which will be the stout thing. Oh yeah, there is actually now. I mean, I will get through this. I'm not sure how much further we'll be going on the can. But... I mean, it was under 40 crowns. Yeah. So either someone's got a really good deal of being able to get pallets of Lithuanian craft beer, or... I don't know, it fell off the back of a Lithuanian lorry or something. This yeah. Well, that was that was certainly a thing that's happened. Yes, um, we were on. I mean, I feel we were on quite a good run of beers, and yet again, it's me that's fucked it. Ah, well, never um, mind. You so, know, well, this is you know, this is a you know, um, a reset for the start of series six. So. This is. I mean, actually, what? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's as Broyovka as Broyovka's first episode beer because you're not really that happy with it, but you can see how it could be improved. Yeah, which I feel is a metaphor for how we're going through in the moment. Indeed. On that note, fruity, 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 fruity. Ah. Let's get a preview, preview, preview. Whoa! Yes. Now. Yes, it's the East Bohemian mid-table juggernaut. <laughs> yes, uh, a game which uh, neither of us are going to. No, because we are going to a wedding. Yes, not ours. Not ours. So, um, you know, congratulations to the um, to the happy couple, and um, yes, won't be there. So, if you want to find out um, about what the uh, how the game was, and you don't go yourself. Can't help you there, unfortunately. We may have our spies on the ground for it. We certainly will have a couple of spies, I think. Uh, or, yeah, or you could just get off your ass and go. Unless you live in, like, the US. Sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend flying over for Bono versus Crudy. Stranger things have happened. Very few stranger things have happened. True, true. <laughs> I mean, uh, a team that I like to have in the league... Just because they are the you know the CFL technically, but they are the most east of the CFL mm. teams, so it's easy to get to. It's not so not so difficult. You also like their badge as well. They just seem it, it, it's it's yeah their the whole uh, Imperial Germany sort of mm. Weimar Republic sort of thing going on. Um, is it pra- no? It's not Weimar Republic. I don't know the red red white and black thing. But before it was Nazis, just when they were mad nationalists, not Nazis, just mad nationalists. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a good clarification. 
Sure. So um, they've not had a great start. Um, two nil nils with Lee Shen and Vlashi. <coughs> Lee Shen look a bit dodgy right now. Um, and then they had a three nil loss to the aforementioned uh, Taborsko mm. um, yesterday evening. Um, they'll be looking to get a result this weekend against uh, Sparta B. Again, no great shakes of a team. And then take advantage of what I've written in my notes as an underwhelming Sparovka Brunov side. Couldn't have put it better myself. It will be nice to get reunited with a friend of the podcast, Yusha Florida. So, still a decent keeper in my opinion, Absolutely, David. Absolutely, yeah. And I believe, yep, and he's no, uh, still number one um, there as well. Um, they have um, supplemented their squad by um, some players that are surplus to requirements in the top division. Um, so they have um, uh, Jan uh, Zavishka from uh, Hradets. Spoiler alert, they get a lot of players from Hradets generally. Well, yeah, because they can drive 20 minutes. Half an hour minutes away, and, yeah. yeah. Um, Philip Novotny mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it's a good location as well for the loan market because if you are a team, like, you're not actually that far away from Prague. You are 30 minutes really equidistant perhaps from Hradets Kralova and Pardubitsa. So you're not that far from Boleslav either, really. Yeah. That's true. And on the subject of Parabitsa, we are going to be once again reunited by David Hoof. Hoof. David Hoof is going to be um, there. He has gone straight up front, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason for that as well is that. It's because he's a very large man. He's a very large man. He'll score. Yeah. He scored a bunch of times against us in his various uh, in his various um, club guises. Um he replaces basically Philip Fierbacher, who was our top scorer last season. Uh-huh. And this is the, uh, you know, it's a double-edged sword. If you're a small club with, not again, not so much money, like Krugim, you can be very, very effective as a place to, uh, you know, sort of get people on load. Yeah. Stop quite a community club, one might argue as well. Krugim, Krugim's small, their support's small, they've got... You know, I think a decent sort of setup and structure there for the young players. So it does make sense to use that as a as a place to sure, develop yeah. to develop talent. But the problem is that when they're good, they bugger off. Yeah. Or you're just in a financial situation where a t- uh, you know player gets too good and then he leaves as well. I mean, David Vasulin, for mm. example, was probably the big one of the last few years. Who's um who's a cracking uh cracking player. Um. So Fearbacker's gone. And I always feel this is insulting when it happens. Like, so he got, obviously his loan finishes in the summer and he has immediately gone out on loan, but this time to Varnsdorf. So he's going to be kicking around the same sort of league um, uh, as well. But generally a team that we've, especially at home, not really had any significant problems against. Nope. Um, I remember that there was that one game as well. I think it was our both of our first times to to game the way they just got promoted, and it was uh, it was a pretty foul day. Not as foul as the second time we were there, but uh, we sort of struggled. I remember uh, and then laboured ourselves mm. to a one one draw. Um, the, the second time, I think we battered them five one or something like that. It was Adam Fosek's first goal for the yeah, club. Yeah, it was. It was where. It was quite close up until about the last sort of twenty minutes, and then we just just opened just absolutely turned opened them up. Over. Yeah, I think it was a Lukash Magera double as well yeah. that day. Uh, we that- got, we we both managed to shake hands with a baffled looking Lukash Magera because yeah. we were in the home end because you were feeling really ill. I was fe- yeah, I was feeling ill. So uh, we thought we don't want to stand in the rain. Yeah, we'll go undercover, and literally undercover and it in got, the home end, and it actually got. 
got fight a bit dry in the second half and it was actually fine but yeah it wasn't really wasn't really all about that uh, that life I mean, it was a uh, <laughs> no so yeah so yeah I mean yes yeah, so, and, and we're not away we're at home for this one so on form mm. shouldn't be any trouble this is however as Borovka Borno squad and a new look as Borovka Borno squad so who knows frankly but I would really be expecting a, a home win I I'm starting to think now, okay, a ways away, tough place to go, etc. But if we are not beating Hrudim and we're not getting a point or three from Tabor, this is where I think you start to maybe think that something's up. Mm -hmm. So we'll see for that. But um, also, just very quickly, we are, of course, also um, looking forward next week to club Cup football, because we will be going away to, is it Zyretz that I think we're going to? Zyretz, yeah. Uh, in the uh, first round of the uh, of the Mall Pohar. Yeah, that's uh, just on the border of South Moravia and Visogina up there. It's surprisingly difficult to get to. Yeah, it's just past Zyar. Zyar. Uh, and uh, I believe it's again like a five or a five thirty kickoff. So that on a Wednesday, yes, yeah, unfortunately that. takes us out of the the um of the running there. But I am looking forward to what always happens in the second round when we get Slovan Rosica. Yeah, I can't rem- I can't remember when we didn't. So that'll be a nice <laughs> local game uh, to look forward to when presumably Zbrojovka Brno get through to the second round. But I've seen stranger things happen with this team. Yes. Right, I feel that's just about it for this uh, first episode of Series 6, as we have previously mentioned. So thank you, uh, listener, if you've been sticking with us since the very beginning, or if you're yeah. a new listener, then welcome aboard. Just thank, thanks, for, thanks for the numbers. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. Um, we, are, we try to be a, quite an interactive podcast-ish, so uh, I know that David is, is running a little Photoshop thing over on the Facebook if you just want to see memes and half arseness, you can go watch. Uh, watch. You can go join us on what I believe now is called X.com. No. Um, but uh, the, the artist platform formerly known as Twitter, where um, I occasionally post things. And please feel free to, to tweet at us or to uh, Facebook us. Yeah, get involved. And yes, we will hopefully see you at the next one. Right. Um, yeah, that's your lot for this one. Thanks very much. See you soon. Aj. Nejlíp se máš dokud ležíš pod čárku, to se život nejvíc usmívá. Později holka zmašlí sítě polárku a začneš chápat, jak to v světě chodívá. To vadí, to vadí, že ta láska ráda nepodráží.
Když ti holka z jiným uniká, zkusíš hledat štěstí. 